0: Welcome to the AV Podcast with Kelsey on South Shirav Radio. Yes, sir. Today on the AV Podcast, we're going to be giving you part two of the Coach Dave McGarity interview. If you haven't listened or watched part one yet, you could double back after listening to this one because you're already here. You may as well get into part two. But if you really want to catch part one, definitely go back wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you watch uh, the podcast, whether it's my South Sharaf YouTube channel, which you definitely, 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 absolutely feel free to go on. Or you can check out my website at SouthSharaf.com. And so on part two, we're definitely going to dive into the conversation about the transfer portal era, the NIL era, uh, the Pac-12 and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into his career uh, before we wrap this up so i definitely appreciate everybody for being here hit the like and subscribe buttons give me all of that five star loving please and thank yous <laughs> all right so uh make sure make sure make sure make sure make sure that you subscribe to sasha once again that is sashaav.com you can subscribe with your email or you get a quick email of every post that i put out regarding my pods all right so i appreciate the love and support let me not hold you up too much longer because let's get to part two of this podcast right now. All right. This is the Av Podcast on Sasha Ave Radio. Let's go.
1: Honestly, you know, the way things are going in the NCA right now with NIL and the transfer portal and everything else. You know what? She's I can tell she's starting to get really frustrated with certain things because it's creeping into that level. Yeah. Because those kids, you know, you know, it's it's really a shame. Because I think it's 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 going to ruin it's going to ruin the game as we knew it. You know, it, it, the college game as we knew it. It's going it's going to it's just it's not going to it's never going to be the same again.
0: Let, let's get into it. What what are your thoughts on the transfer portal? Like, it's, well, I know there's different factors of it, but what's what's your thoughts on even the transfer portal to start? Because I think this is well as you, you're getting yeah. to the point, it's completely changed. Like not just college basketball, but just college sports period.
1: Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. All right. Uh, the, 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 the coach um, at St. Francis where, you know, where I went, he played there. It was a really nice kid, Rob Kreml. Mm-hmm. Done a great job there. He's done a wonderful job there over the years. He's won some championships. He's, he, has, he's been, he hasn't gone to the NCAA. He got upset a couple of times, but, you know, he's been there in the NIT. He's done well. Uh, he had a really good group of young kids. I went to see them play last year. Uh, a young guy who I had coached at St. Francis and then went on to be – he was my first assistant my first year as a head coach, and then he went on to be a head coach uh, himself. Uh, his name was Jack Fallon. He passed away recently. And, and he, we put him, you know, he had been inducted into the Hall of Fame up at St. Francis, but um, we, we started a memorial game for him. So I I went to Hartford, We it was against Hartford, and then and then up to St. Francis. And I, I'm talking to, to Rob Crimmel a couple of weeks, probably a month or so ago, and he says, Dave, he goes, my entire starting five is gone. I said, really? His best player, who... He was the only Division I scholarship the kid had. He developed them. Big kid. He was sort of a big, you know, he wasn't that good in high school. He ends up taking, you know, the NIL money from UMass, transfers for a year, you know, his last year. His friend has a really good freshman. He, he goes, he ends up going to Butler. Another kid goes, suddenly that level, the, the, the mid-major level, it, all it's going to be is just going to be, uh, like a,
0: you know, a like, a, like for. A, for the blue blood, and it's been that
1: way for a while anyway but with the transfer portal being with the transfer rules being changed so dramatic dramatically now it's just it's a wild west it's it's nuts yeah. and the nil is is creeping in to that level i mean pe- people uh, you know people need to come up w- w- with with money i mean sienna for instance i heard is is they're hiring people to raise money for that for those little, uh, you know, combines, whatever they call them, you know, so they have the, the money to pay kids. I'm like, this is incredible. It's, but that's it, the way it is. And, and it's going, it's only going to get worse.
0: And it's funny because for me, I'm always pro player, you know? So yeah. initially when this happened, I loved all of it. Like, I'm, I'm like, you need to blow up the system. Cause I, I thought for years that players needed to get some of those profits. But I think because, and you could correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like I, I feel like because the NSA took so long to take care of that side, now these rules have come in and it's just it's kind of just mismatched everything now. And yeah. now it's a situation where it's like I look at it now, and now I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I feel quite the same way as I did before, because you're seeing like we're we're, you know, obviously you're glamorizing the benefits of of NIL deals and you know, kids getting paid for the name, image, and likeness. And we've seen how that's been bastardized over decades for for NCA. But now you're looking at it from the aspect of, okay, well, you know, I had to get educated on it like in the last couple of years, where if you're if you're unless you're like a five star athlete coming out of high school, most likely you're not getting recruited because a lot of times most of these schools, whether it's a blue bloods or mid-major, they're just gonna be hitting the transfer portal instead of recruiting these four star and three star high school seniors and right. i'm like at a certain point now i'm like okay the, now there's a lot of kids left in the portal after like a year or so you're not performing that well now all of a sudden you, you not only could you hit the portal as a player you might get pushed into the portal and now you might be without a scholarship so the yeah. thing that you work so hard for and you know maybe it's a four-year scholarship is really like a year-by-year basis now and i'm like i don't know how i feel about that because there's a lot of you see the statistics now there's so many kids that are like that are left in the ditch from this,
1: yeah. And it's, it's only going to get worse. And you know, I, I saw it coming years ago. Um, with to me, the, the mid major it was it's just a matter of time because the only thing that, that kept it at least normal was the NCAA tournament because the NCAA tournament generated so much revenue, right? And the popularity of the you know, the upset in the, you know, the George Mason or whoever it is, you know, the Florida Atlantic or
0: Butler, you know, but
1: exactly that, that always said, you know, that, 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 that makes the the tournament so attractive and let's not screw around with it. Don't kill the, the goose, you know, you know, the golden egg and all that. Well, at this point now it it doesn't matter anymore because that's just not going to happen anymore. It's not going to happen because those kids, they may start at that school. They may start at that. You know now, Butler. You know it's not a good example, but I don't know. It's 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 just gotten out of control, and most of it is is a result of poor leadership with the NCAA and poor poor foresight. No no, no foresight at all. No understanding right. of how this is going to affect the mid major So what's going to happen? Mid majors is no longer going to be Division one. It'll be just like football. It'll be one double a. Mm. One double a and then if the one double a kid if he's that good, and you know what that's fine. I agree with you. I mean, I have no problem with kids getting paid. I don't have a problem with that. It, the problem is that there's there's no legislation there's there's no rules in place, really. Hey. I I, I don't that's just me I I just think it's it's so out of control now that the way we the way we understand the game the way we've grown up watching the game is is now going to be you know it's going to be ancient history
0: now if you're you know if if, if we can put you back into coaching right now if you're coaching whether it's a blue blood or or a mid-major you know let's let's keep it at a mid-major if you were if you're coaching now, how would you handle the, the the transfer portal now that you're retired? You could look back on this, like how would you handle the transfer portal now?
1: Um, I, I in terms of taking kids, I I think I would always you would always have to keep an eye out for for if, if there was a kid that you felt could make make it, yeah. make it different, yeah, make you better. But now, you know, I think what's going to happen is like. You know, like I have a nephew who's at a Division two school in Pennsylvania. He's at one of the state universities, at Lock Haven University. Uh Um, One the number one thing I told him and his and his his sisters, my or his mother's my sister, is that I said you need to pick a school where they don't have a history of taking transfers every year. Like, like, like more than one. There's nothing wrong with taking a transfer, but when you're taking three and four every year. Mm-hmm. Then if you're a freshman coming out of high school, yeah. Then you know, you, are you ever going to get a chance to play? You know, I mean that that that's to me that that's really the bottom line. But if if I'm coaching, like with like I look, I talk to my daughter all the time because it's affecting her,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and you know now she didn't have anybody leave, yeah. Um, but the league, it's funny because I follow the Patriot League. I mean, some of the top players in the league, from Lehigh, from Bucknell, from they all left. Kid from from Lehigh went to or Bucknell went to Fordham, another kid went here. Went, so the whole the league's you know the league will be entirely mm-hmm. different. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and you know that happens all the time. I mean, kids transfer, mm-hmm. but now with you know you don't have to sit out. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, you know you. You know the the, the one-time thing. There's so many different, and then you had waivers. You had you have a lot of other things going on too. But at the end of the day, the transfer thing. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know if, if you weigh the difference. But what's what what's worse? The nil. If it's not regulated, if it's not controlled, it, there needs to be some sort of control. Uh-huh. You know, I mean that's the way I look at it. You know, in terms of. And and, and, and and how about your team? So if if you're giving a kid X amount of dollars and you're giving another kid less and this kid, and he's playing better than the other kid, I mean, they're, you're yeah. just opening up a can of worms.
0: Right, so. right. And especially like, and we're looking at it from the basketball perspective. Like, I think of it like the football perspective where... You could have, a, like, a I saw uh, the other day uh, a Wendy's commercial with uh, with Caleb Williams, who's a starting quarterback on USC. And, you know, he's in L.A., so, you know, he's in that position. He's going to be drafted, like, first or second quarterback in the NFL next year. So he's raking in somebody's – I don't know all his deals, but just seeing him on a, on a few Wendy's commercials tells me he's making a few million just off of that alone. But my thing is, okay, that's him. What about the top offensive line, like the 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 O guard, like you know, the the, the offensive tackle who's probably just as good at this position, but nobody looks at NIL deals for for O-linemen. You know yeah. what I mean? Those, those are guys you don't speak about. Like, is he looking at Caleb Williams like, well, I might be number one just like him? Why is he getting three million dollars and I'm getting nothing? What's going on here? And how does That's that affect right. like I, I that to me is where I look at it and I'm like yeah, there's there's a bit of a clusterfuck in this area.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, and and like you, you talk about me going back into the coaching thing. Guess what? Not no thanks. <laughs> I don't want <know> any part. <laughs> uh, you know, I, mean, I, I I probably stayed too long to begin with. Even before this crap started, mm-hmm. I think I you know. Now, now, having said that, I could. It doesn't really affect West Point as much. Right, because those kids are there for different reasons. And, right, right. You know, but but you know what? They fired the men's coach last spring after the season, and which I was shocked at West Point, and they he they um, they had two really good freshmen, they had a rookie of the year, another kid, and they both left. They both left. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a little harder to transfer out of there. Like if you go. To an academy you can leave if you you can you can transfer with no financial penalty before you start classes in your third year if you stay beyond that you you owe the government back like an incredible amount of money
0: oh wow i didn't even
1: know that oh Oh, it's unbelievable oh yeah it's like to to go to an academy that they put the dollar figure on that is like it's like eighty some thousand a year. A year, yeah. Because Well, you get so you get paid. So you, you draw you draw a paycheck because you're in the army, right? Or you're in the so you're in getting Navy. paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting paid. I mean, you're getting a paycheck. It's not a lot, but you're getting a, you're getting paid. Yeah. I mean, people if they if they would have done that years ago with the rest of the NCA, we probably wouldn't have to deal with this crap that
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> so so what would you like if you know commission it for a day like how would you fix this like if in, in your mind like how would you how would you look at fixing this
1: well i, I think uh, you know I think if if you were going to try to resolve this issue across the board i I just don't know I don't think you can I think
0: yeah. I think it's got be a, now
1: well no yeah there'd have to be a huge split. So you'd have to take the Power Five schools, and, and and they would have to go their their own way, and then and then that and then you know it's like open checkbooks, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know the com, you know whatever that. Trying to think that there's a name for it. They they have these these groups that raise money. Uh, for, yeah, almost for like each, almost
0: like lobbyists, almost.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a name for it. It slipped my mind, but they have it everywhere. I mean, and they have it for sports. They have it for, for a sport a school. I, my, my son-in-law, uh, won the Patriot league in the baseball. Uh-huh. And, um, he played in the, uh, in the regionals down at, at university of Virginia in Charlottesville. So we went down to the games, 14. So he ended up having to play Virginia. Virginia's is really good. Oklahoma. And I forget who the fourth team was, but, so, but there's a, a a good friend of mine who was a great player in Virginia, um, way back. His name is Barry Parkhill. He's an All American, mm-hmm. played in the pros. Um, he, he's an he's an associate AD there. I had a breakfast with him. He took me over. He was showing me. He was telling me how they raised money for football, basketball. It's unbelievable. The money, yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know how much, but they got to do it. I mean, for, man. like, Villanova, the word is that man. the best player in Villanova supposedly is getting something like 750 so he didn't leave. So he So he didn't, I don't know, crazy. I mean, and, so. And when, that,
0: and when you're getting paid that much as a, as a student, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but when you're getting paid that much as a student, how seriously are you taking your classes? Because I mean that's part of the the you know the 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 oh, stuff sure. that you're yeah. selling, right? Like, is if you're still going to be a student, you're still going to be taking your classes seriously. But if I'm making two million dollars a year, am I taking calculus that serious?
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I don't know where that's going, but some of these kids, you know, especially the I was listening to somebody today on on serious uh, college stuff talking about the the quarterback at Notre Dame. Who, who who transferred there from Wake Forest, right? And he, he's he's a great. I mean, he's really he was unbelievable. He cut it off really
0: this year too, I think.
1: Yeah, and now he's in Notre Dame, and they're talking about him being like the, the best quarterback they've had there since I'm not sure who, but you know Joe Montana. I don't know. But anyway, uh, you know, I'm thinking when I I missed that one. When did he? I didn't realize he went there. I didn't realize that was him, but. What are they paying them? I mean, I mean yeah, seriously. So it, it, it just—I I think if I had to, if I had to go in there and try to get this squared away, you'd have to separate it. You'd have to figure it out. Who ends up going? And and is it just is it football? Is, is one group and basketball?
0: Another group. Don't you yeah.
1: think basketball might involve more schools? They, they are like because the Big East is is a powerful basketball conference. It's yeah. not football. You know, um, so basketball might involve more, say, like 100 some schools. Football might involve a lot less than that. You know, if you take the top X amount of schools and then you'd have to set up criteria and then the mid majors. I mean, you're
0: sort of I think you'd have to put a cap on it, don't you think? how much you can pay a kid yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting like i said i was all for this but now like i said I, i'm kind of like in the middle now where i'm like i see both sides where this is like yeah i'm still for the players getting their money and i definitely get it but at the same time you're like man like this this is a lot of like when you see a kid and by the time he's done you know th- four years of school he's went to three different universities you know what i yeah. mean like what program did he finish like if he and, and does he play pro even if he made all this nil money it's not a guarantee that he's going to be a, a pro player whatever sport that he's in or he or she that's in right like some especially yeah. like the women's like women's basketball like i, I know um what lsu when they won uh, angel reese like yeah. i know she's she's making a lot of money but she's making way more than what a what a wnba player is going to make so when she's finished school yeah. What is she looking at? Like to her that's it's it's like a significant downgrade in pay unless they they raise this money up for the WNBA in the next few years like how does that work for her?
1: Well, it's funny too when the NIL thing first started there were those twins from uh, they were in Fresno state and they ended up transferring to Miami. Yes. Through bonds and and, and they're making they were making a fortune. Mm-hmm. And then I think I recently somewhere there those two had some sort of a, they broke up or something. I don't know yeah. what's
0: going on. <laughs> they did just like Instagram I, stars and stuff or whatever still.
1: Yeah, well, they they stepped away from basketball to go yeah. into like WWF or something. I don't know. Wow, it's crazy. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, God bless them. if They can make that kind of money, but I, I just think, how about the, the the gymnast from LSU? I mean, how much money is she making? Yeah. I mean, supposedly like millions, millions doing promos and doing this and doing yeah. that so but i just think from from an institutional standpoint you'd have to put a cap on what you could you know, you you know are, are you are you setting money up with local i, I don't know exactly there's got to be some sort of uh you know
0: consistency
1: that's all that's what i think
0: so yeah because like i said when you're getting national deals i mean some of these guys are in their power five schools but when you're getting these national like, to get a Wendy's deal, like there's some pro, there's a lot of pro players in football that that are not getting a Wendy's deal. They're yeah. not on a Wendy's commercial, you know. At, at a, and they can be like all pro. They're not getting a Wendy's commercial. Yeah, I just, I just think that part of it is crazy. And and for you, like, you know, obviously you're coaching, you know, like a, a mid major programs. Like, how important would recruiting a high school player be now? You know, and I ask this because I feel like just in my education of this now it's like they're becoming like the running backs of the nfl like the big men of the nba where it's like they're just it just seems like all of a sudden the last few years they're not high school seniors are not valued the same coming going into college like what would you tell a high school senior that's maybe not like an all-american you know that's now struggling to get recruited at a d1 level like and with this transfer portal era uh, you know
1: they're still getting recruited my i haven't my niece, who's a, a junior in high school mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, she's you know getting recruited pretty heavily. Uh, I'm not sure where, what level she'll be at, but yeah. it hasn't really yeah. affected the women. With the guys, I yeah, I
0: still
1: think, you know, I still think they're there. I mean, it depends on if you get if you go down to that next level kid who's maybe somebody you take a chance on, somebody who you know you're like ah, you know let me project him two years down the road but the problem then is you take a kid like that you 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 develop or he develops and now like you don't know if he's gonna even stay yeah
0: like he might you might develop him but he might leave
1: (laughs) what happened that's what happened
0: at saint francis right and it's happening all over the country and and then what also what's happening too on top of this you're seeing like the you know, like a Power Five conference basically dissolve in front of our eyes, which is the Pac-12. Like, yeah. what do you think of all that? Because I know a lot of that is tied to to TV contracts and everything else, yeah. and all of that's happening at the same time as on top of the transfer portal and, and the NIL situations. Like, I think it's fascinating watching the Pac-12 dissolve like this. I, I it's it's mind blowing to me to see where that's yeah. like. What do you how do you feel about that? Just seeing that conference just literally blow up right in front of us.
1: It's all about money. I, it's, it's just the money. You know, they're going where the money is. And, and you know, some of these guys are, are getting put on a pedestal, these commissioners, for being so proactive and being ahead of the, you know, just one step ahead of the next guy. Mm. I mean, some of these commissioners, it's like, <laughs> yeah,
0: you're playing Russian
1: roulette. I mean, I, I, I mean, God bless. I mean, Cal ends up landing on their feet, right?
0: Yeah, but, man, that's that's like, Cross country traveling has got to be insane for them. Oh, oh
1: yeah, I know, no question. Yeah. But they, they didn't have any other options. Yeah. yeah, they had no options. Where are they going to go? I mean, yeah. it's, it's incredible. Well, where, where, so where did Stanford go? Did they go to the ACC. I think they, so? fought, they
0: followed Cal to uh the ACC. They're the only two. Those,
1: so yeah. It's you know,
0: I mean, but what we you know
1: when UCLA and Southern Cal left, I I, I knew that. it was just a matter yeah. of time. Yeah. It's like the dominoes are going to fall and, you know, you're going to always have to try to, I mean, in some of these sports, I mean, I feel bad for some of these athletic directors. It's like, I just saw, I just read recently, like Army, uh, West Point, Army is has always has been independent in football for so long. Uh-huh. They're in the Patriot League and all the other sports, you know, basketball yeah. and everything else, soccer and those sports, but football, they've been independent. Whereas a few years ago, Navy they jumped into the uh, um, the AAC, the American right. Athletic Conference, and now with the AAC it was blowing up because Cincinnati left, and so somebody else, uh, SMU left, uh-huh. uh, so whoever. So now they're going after Army to, to, to go football. Mm. They want Army to, go to that league in football, which would make sense right. with Navy, right? You know. And, and, I mean, I think an Army's a lot better now than they had been. You know, they've, the, the coach that's there now has done a really good job. They've, mm-hmm. they've been nationally ranked, you know, a couple times recently. So I, I just think that, again, you're you you you're always looking two steps ahead. Sooner or later, the dust will settle, I would think, you know. And, mm-hmm. and these leagues are like 18 teams. <laughs> I know, like how do you, you know?
0: regulate this? Who's going to be the first 20-team 20, 20 league? You know, it's crazy. <laughs> we might see that much sooner than we think. That's the funny well, thing. I know. Well, they <laughs> get the vision. No, because I think there's still, like, especially with the Pac-12, I think there's still, like, two schools that are, or three schools that are left that still hasn't been picked up. So Who's at Washington. I think hey. Washington and Oregon State, I think, are the only two that are still left, I believe. Washington State and Oregon State, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Washington State or State. Yeah, I'm not what sure, I'm not sure where they're go. going. I'm not even sure. They might have gone to the Big the Big 12. I'm not even sure, but it's it's just crazy to see like this, because even that, the travel, I'm just thinking of the traveling, like, like you know, because these guys are still in school. Uh, they're going to miss like a tw- week of class? Like, <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Let, let's not forget, too, and this is what everybody's talking about now,
0: is that, you
1: know, it's one thing for football and even for basketball when they're flying charters. But what about baseball? What about right. soccer? What about these other sports? Tracks, I mean, they can. Teams, I mean, yeah. got to go play at North Carolina State. I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts.
0: Yeah, they can't sustain that like that. Yeah, that's that's it's it's crazy. So, what what do you think happens yeah. with like with just college sports overall within the next ten years? Do you think it's kind of just gonna, to your point, like the dust will settle and it'll kind of balance itself out, or do you think like what's happening with yeah. the, with the Pac-12 is just the beginning? And there's like maybe like a super conference. Or there's, like two, there's like two leagues.
1: Yeah, it'll be. No, it'll settle down. It'll settle down. But there'll be, you know, the power The power five will be huge. It'll just be power five will, instead of including 50 teams, it'll be 80 teams. Or 90, and that's the way it is. And that's the way it's going to be. And that separation will then, I think, morph into something else with basketball because they are your two revenue driven sports. sports right I mean you know you can say all you want I mean and, and there's very, very you know it's, it's like with women's sports they're, they're just not generating revenue other than yeah. a handful of like Yukon women or you know LSU women probably or right. Iowa women yeah they're, they're just you know and that's the way it is. I mean I feel I mean I, I've always been a big proponent of gender equity. Especially after coaching men and then women, but, mm-hmm. and having daughters, but at the end of the day, money talks. I'm sorry, yeah. it, 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 that, that's the way it goes. The WNBA is lucky to be in existence. I mean, it really is. I mean, I mean, it, it, it doesn't make money. It does, I just talked to George Sechrist, uh, you know you know, Cal, your, your brothers played with George. You know, you know right. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. His daughter's playing with the Dallas. Uh, you know Dallas WNBA team. Yeah, the Dallas Wings. They're, they're in the uh, playoffs. They start this week, mm-hmm. and um, the money. Like I was talking on today about now, wh- where's she going to go? She's going to sign a contract in Europe because that's where the money is. Yeah. And and I mean to make a WNBA team is actually pretty. It's pretty hard to do. I mean they drafted four kids. uh and, and Maddie Secrets is the only one left. The rest of them are all gone. They're gone. Wow. Kid from Iowa, Iowa's, Iowa State's gone. The kid from they were who else? Oh, I can't think who else, but they, they, they drafted like some pretty good players. I thought they were pretty good, but yeah. that happened to my niece. And my niece was a hell of a player. She's with a Connecticut son, but all of a sudden all these kids were coming back from you know, from Europe, from Asia, from from the you know, and those rosters, there's
0: not that many yeah, spots. Those spots, yeah. yeah. And the money's not that good. It's just yeah. it's not that Yeah. I, I, so, I, had a, I had a chance to interview um, um, a, a player. She played overseas pretty much her whole career. It was one of my first uh, series of podcasts, like six, seven years ago. And I remember I asked her, like, hey, like, what about, did you ever think about doing a WNBA? And she was like, not really, because she was like, I made the money I was making overseas. It didn't make sense. Yeah, to, to, to come true. and do it and then, and then wear my body out you know trying to double dip in both leagues like i didn't want to wear my body out either and i'm like yeah it makes it makes sense because it's it you see it it gets the promotion but it just doesn't like we're just for whatever reason we're just not there yet where at least the the equity can go up like it's you know at least for WNBA players like it's 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 too bad though because i mean it's a really when you sit down and watch these games as you know it's man it's a really good league
1: no they're good i mean they're good players. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I, I just, I, I just don't know, you know, in terms of the marketability and are or people willing, you know, to spend that kind of money, you know, to and they they, they some of them have a much better fan base than others, mm-hmm. you know. But then it seems like every other year, like these franchises are like blowing up. I can remember when Cleveland had a WNBA team, and you know somebody else had one, and San Antonio had one, and they don't have it their own God. yeah you know they just it is what it is so you know my the kid i had in army kelsey Minato, she she uh, was drafted by uh, san antonio uh, and uh, you know it was a great experience but at the end of the day she had a military obligation so she couldn't do it mm-hmm. i mean i had to go through hoops to just to get her to go to training camp because uh, i wanted her to experience that you know mm-hmm. so
0: crazy so I'll I'll hit you with some a few more questions before we uh, before we wrap up. But um, not that you're a retiree of this of this game of basketball. When you watch it now, um, you know both the men's and women's game. Do you get that itch like to maybe like just maybe coach a, a couple weeks, or do you just you're just like oh I'm just I'm I'm happy being a fan right now. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, the only
1: time is when I watch my daughter's team play at Holy Cross. You know, that's the only mm-hmm. time. Where- you know and, and and it gives me i have that you know that that avenue where i can get on the phone with her and say what you know what the hell are you doing this you know this. and she's great i mean she you know she she humors me at times and there's times where i just don't you know i don't say anything because i know how frustrated she is but um uh, that's enough for me i mean i'm i'm good i mean i I, I, I had a good run and, and it, it's, it, I'm at a point in my life where it, it's fun watching, you know, and, and I like to follow certain, certain programs, but, um, you know, I, I, I'd love to see Maris, you know, get a little more competitive. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, and the coach that's there now is a really good guy. I, I know years ago when he was a young assistant and, uh, he's you know he 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 got to the finals last year against iona yeah but uh, uh the regular season was a real roller coaster for him but mm-hmm. um i'm hoping maybe that'll help him this year but again i don't i don't know if he lost you know i know he lost a really good player the year before transfer who was i think he was a rookie of the year in the league so who knows
0: who knows now, with everything that's happening, like who's a coach that you see that's on the NCAA landscape that you think is going to have like a successful career that, like, that you have your eye on that, that coming up now is, is, is could be something really good down the line. On the, on the men's side, um, well, you could pick either, either side.
1: Well, yeah, no, on the men's side, uh, Jay, I, you know, some of these, it, it just seemed to me that. Some, you know some of the really established coaches all sort of retired around the same time mm-hmm. everybody's just stepping down you had look you know you had coach K and then you had Roy Williams, Williams and, yeah. you know there's this yeah. guy next guy I mean uh Mike Bray Notre name uh guys that I knew guys that I you know that I known throughout my career um but I you know some of the younger guys coming up um you know, I think I, th- I think Danny Hurley is probably yeah. the hottest coach. I mean, in terms of what he did, the guy at Florida Atlantic, I can't think of his name. I mean, I, I think know. he's yeah. He, I think he he did a terrific a job. Shot. He's yeah, and he he paid his dues. He worked, you know, he's worked his way up. But Dan, I've known Danny since you know I knew his dad. You know, the coach at St. Anthony's High School, Bob, recruited his kids over the years and I knew Bobby a little bit Bobby Hurley was uh-huh. at Arizona State but Danny D- Danny played at Seton Hall and and you know he's just he, he's a real uh, he's a grinder I mean he's a real grinder he's a hard worker and, and I, he's a good guy he's, he's he's a really good guy I was really happy for him I I think he really he really you know he, he paid his dues
0: I'm not sure how they did last year. I would think, like just off the top of my head, I would think like Shaheen Holloway probably is uh, one coming up, especially what he did with St. Yeah. Peter's the year before. Absolutely, yeah, Shaheen.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think of Shaheen. Shaheen might have played with Danny at Seton Hall. That's Shaheen played. Oh yeah, he played there. Yeah,
0: Shaheen. Yeah. Was he was recruited- good. He was a good player too.
1: Yeah. Well, he was recruited by uh, a guy who your brother in well, uh, Kenny Williamson. Uh, Eggman. Uh, he was an assistant at Iona with me, and um, when we were there, and 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 Kenny uh, was at Seton Hall. George Blaney was the coach at the time. He had been at Holy Cross and then went to Seton Hall. But Shaheen was a great player at Seton Hall, and um, you know he, he's paid his dues. I mean, you know the St. Peter's run was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean that's a great one. I think Shaheen's a great one too. Yeah, those. Those are probably the two guys that I, just because I know them and I, Uh you know, they're, you know, it's, it's local. I'm not real familiar on the West coast. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Jamie Dixon. I just think he's, you know, he's really good, you know, what he does. And he's, I'm not sure how much longer he's going to do it though. I mean, he's some of these guys, I got to believe they're like,
0: you know, they're getting burnt out.
1: It's just Uh to deal with, well, the deal to, to work in that environment. Like for me, like, you know, I retired at just the right time, not to deal with that, but yeah. to be at that level and to work under entirely different circumstances yeah. and then to have all this hit you all at once and, and still have to be and stuff and, oh, yeah. pressure and to be, you know, to be the expectations. And, you know, I mean, I think, you know, Jamie just, you know, he, he's he's good. I mean, he's really good. So there's, there's, you know, there's good people out there. I mean, on the women's side, I you know, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good coaches on the women's side, I think, you know. But uh, Coach Merlin, that's who my daughter played her in the first round, Merlin, you know. Uh-huh. And, and think about it, I mean, the, the Merlin, would have, they had Diamond Miller, who ended up, you know, being, I think she was, what, the second pick in the, in the M- WNBA oh, draft. She was a pick ahead of Maddie Seacrest. Um, I mean, they would have had Angel Reese. Angel Reese was at Merlin.
0: Wow, you know, yeah, that's right.
1: right.
0: She was yeah. being a Baltimore kid, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, she's, a, she's a
1: hell of a coach. I played a guy coached against her in the NCAA tournament back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, um, but that's, you know, that's about it. That's about
0: it for me. And, and what was your most enjoyable time you had coaching? Uh, I had a lot of them. I, I
1: can't pick one, you know. I think – embarrassed i think you know your brother's senior year was one of the most fun i had because that team really overachieved i thought um nobody nobody thought we were you know we were going to be that good and we were we were i think you know it's just a really good you know we didn't win the championship but we um that was a fun year i think my years there were you know had some great memories there you know we we try to do a reunion every year up in in Poughkeepsie at Secret's House, we I mean, need yeah. to get your brother down. That <laughs> um, the, the, the the experience in army was was fun. I mean, it was just fun. It was tough taking over for for when she passed away, yeah. but uh, you know the experience with my daughter, and then having the success we had, and the, and the kids that we had, we just you know it was it was a great run. We had. we went to four national tournaments in a row. And, it's hard to do. I mean, no other academy's ever done that in any sport, you know. I mean, in, in men or women, and uh, it was hard to do. But um, you know, you had kids that really were were bought in and they were invested, and you know, they were really fun to be
0: around too. And you know, and I guess one of my last questions I'll <laughs> I'll have to ask because, of course, I, I guess I will have to ask about about my brother's uh, you know journey there at Maris. But like, you know, with with that said, and, and I'd love for you to sandbag him, but it's it's definitely up to you how you want to answer the question. <laughs> but 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 how how did you enjoy, you know, you mentioned it before, like you enjoy coaching. But w- w- what about him is it you remember that kind of sticks out?
1: Well, he his temperament was, I mean, he used to drive me nuts when he was younger
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I just I you know I, I said, Is this the Canadian thing? You guys are so laid back you know, between him. <laughs> The other guy drove me even crazier, the guy Keanu, because that mm. kid was so talented. But it was like you had to find a switch, you know, to turn on or off. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, he, he, you know, he was so, so good offensively. because And I had recruited him when he was in high school. So then now we get to your brother, and I mean, and I'm thinking – you know, now these guys are from two different parts of Canada. So it was just like a Canadian thing, you know. <laughs> He's all laid back. But he 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 had such a, a a calm presence about him. And his ability to just play within himself was always, to me, was so special. I mean, I always wish there were other kids that had that kind of quiet, Just comments. Now he struggled at times because of he had injuries. He played through a lot. He played through a lot of problems with stress fractures or whatever,
0: Uh, whatever he had. had, Yeah, a lot
1: of stuff going on. But you know, he he was he had a great great senior year. I mean, his junior year he had some great games. But then he had then he was out for a while. His foot was in a boot or whatever. But um, he, he you know we we just had a really good. We had a great run that senior year, and he he was a he was a huge part of that. Him and uh, Stevie Paterno and Joey O'Connor and George Secret. I mean, those guys were those guys were were really special guys. I mean, they were, they, it was just a good group.
0: Now I I know, and the last thing I wanted to ask you too was that, uh, you know, and we reflected earlier about you know you coaching against your daughter, coaching against a marine, but like now looking back on it, like what was that experience for you, just. You know where that moment's coming full circle now, where you're actually coaching against her in real games after you know having her over your shoulder as a little kid, watching you know re- recruitment tapes and you know breaking down plays and games and such, and now you're on the other you know, other side of the court coaching against her. Like how did that? Like looking back on it now, like how does how does that make you make you feel? Well, at the
1: time, it was it was uh, really nerve wracking, you know, because mm-hmm. I. You know, we went into it was during COVID, so so yeah. there was a lot of restriction. couldn't have. There was no fans in the stands. My family couldn't come. Uh, my my wife—they let my wife go to the game. That's it. And um, it was it was it was it was really very stressful to be honest with you, because the, the way the schedule was set up that year, they they broke the league down. There's a it was a ten team league, and they broke it down into three pods. So, our pod had four teams Boston, Holy Cross, Army, and Colgate. Mm-hmm. And then you had another pod with the Pennsylvania teams, Lehigh, Lafayette, and Bucknell. Then those Southern teams, Loyola, and Baltimore, and Navy, and American U. So, we didn't play. The only teams we played outside of our pod was Navy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had to play her originally we're supposed to play six times
0: oh wow and i was like
1: yeah it was crazy so and the way it was was you couldn't you weren't allowed to stay overnight anywhere because of of covid so they had to come to play at west point on a saturday and then they had to turn around and go back and then we had to leave on sunday morning and go play there on sunday oh wow and it was yeah it was like cyo you know i'm like this is nuts so (laughs) The first game just attracted so much attention. It was nationally and just, I mean, it had national attention. You know, he had all these major networks. you had, you know, Associated Press, right? And all, a lot of stuff going on. And they followed it for the next couple games. But for me, it was just, uh, you know, I, it was, it was. I mean, she beat us pretty good. And, and in that first game, and I was surprised because I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be a good game. And I really thought we would beat them. Mm-hmm. And, um, but our kids, I, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. That was a weird team that that last season was weird for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, a, it was a tough way to end my career, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. You know, in the COVID, and you know, you had a lot of stuff going on there. There were days, you, you know, you would get ready to leave for a game and, and somebody mm-hmm. would test positive and game yeah. canceled. And that happened. I can't tell you how many times that happened. We were getting ready to go to play Navy, a huge game, Army Navy, and two of my kids tested positive, and we couldn't play the game. And then you know, whatever. So going back to playing Holy Cross, it was you know we would go there. Game the games were competitive, but it was it was just uh, it was just sort of weird, you know, like you're like.
0: How, how am I supposed to feel after I lose to my daughter? You
1: know? <laughs> how are you supposed to feel?
0: <laughs> you're competitive, you know, but you're dude, also yeah. happy. It's like a weird, it's a weird medium I'm, to be yeah, in. I'm
1: happy, I'm happy for you, but please, you know, come on,
0: you know, there's
1: no <laughs> point. So I, I ended up being one, one and three against her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, <laughs> we only played four.
0: four we time. ended up
1: playing four. So, so, but the last time we played her was my last game at West Point. It was the last time we played at West Point. So it was and we won. And we played, you know, we played well. And I had a couple of kids that had been out. My one of my best players was had been coming back from an ACL and she really she really was, you know, her, herself. She was really good yeah. the year before. She was so she, she was starting to get back into it later in the season when we you know, we should have beaten them at least twice, but uh, at least we beat her but uh yeah I mean I'm obviously thrilled for her I well, was her first win at Holy Cross oh wow <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that was her first year yeah and then she, and then her second season uh I think she was picked preseason fifth and she won the league right which is great and last year she, she was picked preseason four and she won she went to oh, N state she didn't win the regular season last year, but she beat BU in the championship game. Beat him actually. BU was sixteen and zero in the league, and she beat him in the regular season. Then she beat him in the in the finals.
0: She had the number.
1: Yeah, was well, she? Well, they were good. BU was really good. They'll be good this year too, but um, so we'll see. You know, it'll it'll be fun following her this year. It'll be. There'll be a lot of pressure on them to win. I guarantee you, they'll be picked to win the
0: league. That's awesome. I'll, I'll be tuning in for sure. Um, my and my last question I, I want to ask you is just, you know, for a coach coming up, what advice would you give to a coach coming up now, especially in in this landscape of 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 where the sport is, especially on the collegiate level? Like, what advice would you give to a coach collegiate? coming up who wanted to look this way?
1: Collegiate level, I I, I honestly I don't know what I would tell. I, I in terms of dealing with all the things you'd have to deal with um, in terms of recruiting and 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 being able to maintain a roster and NIL and everything else. But if you're just talking about just coaching and you know, you just need to be you know stays true to yourself and and do, do do things the way you know do what's comfortable for you. You know, treat people to just treat kids the right way and i think the families recruiting the recruiting aspect of with the families is important but that becomes a huge i think in today's you know environment you know the way even families are with with their kids you know everybody's everybody's like helicopter parents everybody's it's, it's it's crazy i mean i i i don't even know how I don't know how my daughter handles some of the parents because I I, I sit in the stands and I try to stay away from them. It's like, whoa. I mean, it's now, I mean, it's always been tough with certain people, but, you know, I didn't deal with that as much at West Point Uh uh, until until my last couple of years. And all of a sudden, I'm like, serious? I mean, I remember bringing pliers in saying, hey, you better tell your parents. (laughs) You know what? They can't be, you know, you you get a problem, then, you know, it, it was, it was, it was crazy. I had some-
0: yeah. I, I hear like, the, I hear the horror stories from some friends who are coaches, like college or like, even like, like AAU and stuff. And they tell me the stories and I'm like, yeah, oh. I don't want to coach. I'll, I'll still look on the side and watch. <laughs> I'll do this. <laughs> well, I
1: never, you know, the thing about me was when you go back to the very first thing we talked about, I, 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 you know, I never coached at any other level. Right. I never coached high school. I never. I mean, you know, the only the the lowest level I coached was when I coached the freshman team when I was when I was finishing up school. You know, and and after that, I was coaching at that level for my whole career. And I can't. I I have so much respect for high school coaches and dealing with what they have to deal with today. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's unbelievable. Some of this, I you know, I mean, my wife was a teacher for for thirty plus years and some of the st- hard stories she would come home with, you know, from just dealing with that, you know. And uh it's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So but anyway, this was this was fun. Thanks. No uh, enjoyed it.
0: No, I definitely and, and thank you for coming on the Ave Podcast. I definitely appreciate you for for doing this and you know I'd love to have you again in the future. You know, especially before the, get, the year's out, the college yeah, season is
1: Yeah, get you can get more maybe me and Maureen can doing it together.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Get your brother, too. <laughs> we'll see about him. <laughs> All
1: right. All right, buddy.
0: Thank you once again for listening to the Av Podcast. Special shout-out and thanks and appreciation goes out to, to Coach Dave McGarity for coming on the podcast once again. And then he shared his thoughts about everything under the sun regarding NIL and Um, transfer portals and the disillusion of the Pac-12. I appreciate him for taking his time and getting into all that, his career, everything. Uh, As I mentioned at the end of the podcast, this won't be the last time that we have him on. So definitely appreciated uh, going down his his story. Um, So next week, um, we're going to have a new episode of My Story uh, featuring Jalen Celestine. That one will be out next Friday, so on September the 29th. Uh, make sure you, you check that one out. I appreciate that. And let me double back for a second. If you want to watch, uh, the most recent podcast with coach Dave McGarity, uh, you can go on my South Sharaf YouTube channel. It's going to be hyperlinked in the description in the caption. So click on that. You can also definitely catch that over at, uh, uh, where the website is always posted as long as, as, as well as the rest of the catalog. Um, you can definitely check it out there as well. But make sure whatever you do, hit the like and subscribe buttons, wherever you listen to my podcast or watch my podcast. Make sure you leave comments as well. You know, uh, give me that feedback, but definitely appreciate your your support as always. Um, Like I said, next week will be the new episode of my story. Uh, The NBA season is upon us. It's coming up soon. We're going to be doing our annual breakdown and previews of each conference that's coming down the pipeline as well. Some more interviews as well. Um, which will also be coming down the pipeline. So definitely stay tuned for all of it. All right. For Coach Dave McGarity, my name is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on South Sharaf Radio. All right. Until next week. Peace. We're out.